Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All I give a damn about The Rich Eisen Show. God, I love that guy. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Your Detroit Lions are Detroit Lions. I love watching this team play because they'll keep hitting you in the mouth. This is The Rich Eisen Show. We're going to kick you in the teeth. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to be the last one standing. Today's guests. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Fox Sports College Football Insider, Bruce Feldman. New York Jets Head Coach, Robert Sala. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Well, hey. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for another edition of the Rich Eisen Show right here on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Our podcast listeners, we appreciate everybody taking in this show on demand or listening or watching live. And for those... Uh, uh, listening live. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm wearing uh, Roku purple today. That's what I'm wearing today. Uh, and and um, I'll be straight up with you. I think it looks great. I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling good about myself sitting in this chair today. Um, Why'd you let me compliment the shirt? You don't have you, to. Because I was have to. going to. You, you, but you, you, you got out of front. You were. I mean, I walked in. I was a little late. I'm solo today, yeah, so yeah, I had yeah. to drop off. And yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, whoa! Like the shirt kind of. I was like. Oh, that's a good-looking shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. We're not going to apologize for winning. Thank you. <laughs> We're not uh, going to apologize for winning. Mike, when you pay attention, the show is so, so much, much better. better. It's so much it better. It is so you know, much better. Because you are funny, so you're able to get the drops in. Thank you, Chris. Well, you saying he amuses you? He's no, funny? Like I'm a clown? Now, oh, now okay. what well. you should have done is you should have just said that yourself, like me talking about my shirt. And Instead it just of- showed how much better it is when you let somebody else compliment you, which is, by the way... I think a lesson for you, Mike. Insubordinate and churlish. How are you over there, TJ Jefferson? Good to see you, sir. Good to see you on this day. I'm great. I'm going to give a shout out to a guy we know named Joe. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Roku Joe? Joe. You know, just want to shout him out today. We're all rocking the Roku world here on this program. We're very, very happy. Uh, Hey. Um, Hey. uh, We've got uh, three fun guests. Uh, Ian Rappaport going to join us from the NFL owners meeting in New York City. Lots of news a popping. Uh, also, if uh, you know, if you don't have haters, you're not popping, right? I mean, see, that's what uh, you Maya, he set okay. you up. Yeah, you set you up. yeah. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. That's it. That's right. And that guy's joining us in hour three. What? Robert Sala. You're my HC. My HC. My coach. Are you going to cry? That's my. That's no, my. Not. That's my I coach. hope he doesn't embarrass us. To be Dang, honest. Well, you know what? That's a very strong choice of words. <laughs> um, also uh, on this program, Bruce Feldman, right in the middle hey. of this show, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, on uh, the marquee for college football this weekend. Brock Bowers 
having the old tightrope surgery on his ankle. I got a question about that. What's he doing it for? Come back and win for a third time? No, I'm serious. What's he doing it for? Is he doing it to make sure that he's back in time to go on a run for back-to-back-to-back championships with Georgia? Or is he doing that to get himself ready to be a top-five pick in the draft, to be ready for all of the non-playing season talent evaluation moments? Is is that what he's doing it for? I, I need answers from Bruce Feldman, and he will provide them in studio in our Number two, I've got my power rankings, power. which are it's it's jumbled. Last few uh, last few weeks, it's been a lot of the same. Uh, I'm all over the map now. I think you guys might be appropriately pissed. I love <laughs> I love the fact that you now love power rankings. I do. Oh, I'm all in on it. Appropriately pissed because uh, I love listening to you guys chirp and moan and complain. I, I haven't really complained much lately. Yeah. It's fun. You have got my team accurately. I ranked. like doing it. Okay, and I think I have had the Cowboys accurately ranked yeah. for a while. Uh, one uh, one aspect here we are uh, after six weeks in the NFL, right in the middle of week six and seven uh, for the bulk of activity. Obviously, you've got a kickoff uh, Thursday night football coming up on Amazon Prime, which you can watch here on Roku, which matches perfectly my uh, purple shirt. Um, the week seven Thursday night football game, Jacksonville at New Orleans. But prior to that, I think there is one thing that we now have for certain, unfortunately for Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, as Bryce Young is still searching for his first uh, win as a National Football League professional quarterback, and I didn't think I'd be saying this after six weeks, but the uh, the the race, if you will, the question, if you will, that was burning on the night of the draft in Kansas City when Bryce Young went first and C.J. Stroud went second and Anthony Richardson went fourth because the Texans popped up and hopped in the spot of the Arizona Cardinals to go take Will Anderson to support C.J. Stroud on that night as to which quarterback in the rookie class would be best in his rookie season. That fight has been called. It is over. That's a wrap. <laughs> it is a technical knockout when it comes to Bryce Young and an actual knockout, unfortunately, now when it comes to Anthony Richardson as he is done for the season. The Colts announcing via various different ways, uh, release, statement, and then Shane Steichen saying in his press conference and Jim Irsay saying at the owners' meeting, Anthony Richardson is, in fact, going to have surgery on the shoulder he injured two weeks ago, and it's going to end his season. Anthony's a competitor. We know how difficult and disappointing this is for him and our team. We collected several medicals opinions. We felt this was the best course of action for his long-term health. We anticipate a full recovery, and there's no doubt Anthony has a promising future. And then the statement finished up. In the meantime, I love the fight of this team, and I'm excited for the opportunity you have ahead of us, says Jim Irsay. This is a statement from the owner of the Colts. It starts this week with Cleveland, and there is no way in hell we're going to go through what we went through with Andrew Luck again. I added that last part. <laughs> oh. I added that last part. It sounds like something Jim might say. <laughs> There's no way in hell we're doing this again. We're suddenly, five years from now, Anthony Richardson's going to be like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. If you remember, shoulder was one of the many injuries suffered by Andrew Luck. And Richardson, it's unbelievable how tough this league can be and how physical this league can be. This guy was built like the proverbial, you know what, Mm. brick house. Yeah. Okay. And he, at the combine, 
just standing near him, you're like, this guy is going to wreck the league physically mm-hmm. if he has the ability to play quarterback neck up and also with his heart and also with the scheme and everything like that. And now here he is done for the year after six weeks Brutal. and knocked out of two other games mm-hmm. as well. And it's the Gardner Minshew show for the Colts. And that's part of the backdrop as the Jaguars take the field on Thursday night against the New Orleans Saints. And that, folks, means it's C.J. Stroud's world maybe in this division to go and try and beat the Jacksonville Jaguars because in C.J. Stroud's remarkable start of this season, he already has a win at Jacksonville in his back pocket. As we're sitting here through six weeks of this season, the Texans who are on a bye week will be watching Thursday Night Football with Al and Kirk Herbstreet and the rest of the gang on Amazon Prime, perhaps on their Roku platforms, sitting there and rooting for the New Orleans Saints because if that happens, they are only a half game behind the team that they've already beaten. And Trevor Lawrence might not be able to answer the bell for that game. It could be Jacksonville starting a CJ themselves in Bethard. This is a remarkable turn of events. And one, however, for me, and I understand, you know, I've had my fun mentioning CJ Stroud. That's just me being a real Michigan SOB calling C.J. Stroud my favorite Ohio State quarterback of all time. But that's just me being that guy, (laughs) to be straight up, as I was when I came back from the combine. C.J. Stroud looked phenomenal at the combine. He's a dog. He was the guy who threw the ball better than anyone else. And when Josh McCown went up to him at his pro day and said, you know, something along the lines of, I'll let you know where certain courts are. I don't know what they were playing. We're saying some... He's talking about letting him know when he moves to Charlotte about certain Uh, places for him to go. I honestly thought they were going to take him. There was a hot minute where it was this kid is the guy to go and take first overall. That's who they traded up to go get. And obviously his play through the first six weeks of the season has supported that. And kudos, by the way, to the Texans to get this kid ready. And kudos to him for doing what he's doing. Because that line didn't have Laramie Tunsil on it until a couple games ago. And this running game, Damian Pierce is kind of MIA with their new zone blocking scheme. Mm -hmm. Pierce is having trouble getting going. I mean, Devin Singletary was the one who toted the rock in their win for the Texans over the Saints last week better than Damian Pierce. The run game has not even been going. And the blocking up front has been... You know, you can't say suspect because they have done a very good job. But it was jumbled. Well done. This fight is over. It is over. You know, unless Tyson Bagent or Aiden O'Connell make a run, I doubt it. But Stroud has the Texans in position to threaten in their division as they're sitting on a bye week this week watching the Jaguars go first perhaps with a banged-up Trevor Lawrence or Lawrence missing his first career start, I believe, ever in his life. Yeah, Texans half game out of the playoffs right now. They are indeed. So this fight is over. 
I didn't think I'd say that after six weeks. And it's due to C.J. Stroud looking the part and showing his heart and his ability big time. It also helps to have a terrific Michigan receiver, Nico Collins. But that's all right. I got to stop doing that. I was that. wondering. I got to stop gonna doing it. I got to stop it. I have to stop myself. Also, just shout out to Miko Ryan's. He's getting it done. They're, they're, they're getting it done. Yeah. And, and Will Anderson is, is, you know, quietly putting together a very nice rookie season. They're good. Dalton Schultz, former yeah. Cowboy tight end. He's getting it done. You know, Tank Dell, Tank Dell. when he's healthy. At any rate, Robert um, Woods showed out last this week. This go Bob Bobby Trees, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so that fight's over for rookie quarterback. One other uh, piece of news I want to get to before we start in earnest. By the way, eight four four two zero four Rich is the number to dial. Uh, Ian Rappaport will be joining us shortly here on the show from New York City, the owners' meeting, where Roger Goodell has a new uh, contract extension through March of twenty twenty seven. So RG one is um, going to be in his post longer as of right now and for longer than the tenure of his predecessor. He's longer. He's commissioner longer than Paul Tagliabue was, which wow. is wild. But I mean, we'll talk about that with Ian in a second. This is a big piece of news because the trade deadline is in two weeks from yesterday. Four o'clock Eastern on Halloween as everybody's putting their costumes together in many different parts of this uh, Halloween-loving nation, there will be a trade deadline of the NFL, and it's going to be kind of lit. And hopefully for Ian and others who have children in the news and information business, they'll be able to put their phones down and put on their costumes and go have fun with their kids. But um, there is already a major acquisition that's happening apparently today. And that is Jalen Ramsey's coming back to practice for the Miami Dolphins. He tweeted out a bunch of photographs of him saying that uh, he's ready, essentially. And folks, he called it the restart. And I like the photos of him. They look very professionally done. I don't know if he did this especially just for this day. He's had this in the shoot as he had surgery on – during training camp, to get ready for this moment. And what this means, I think, is highly significant. And I don't know if it's going to get the coverage in this Cowboy-focused nation and what's going on in the NFC with the Eagles and the 49ers having dropped their first games and, you know, Kansas City having won five in a row. The Lions have our attention. Obviously, Kansas City has the attention of tweens everywhere in a way that nobody's ever had in the history of the NFL and so on and so forth. But perhaps one of the greatest offensive units in the history of the NFL, because right now the Miami Dolphins are way in front on total offense, way in front. They almost have 5,000 yards of offense through the first six weeks of this season. The exact number of total yards for the uh, Miami Dolphins is 4,900 and change. And they are number one in rushing. They don't have the most passing yards, believe it or not. That's kind of crazy. But total yards and offense for the Miami Dolphins, 2,992. 
They average actually their average is 498.7 yards a game. That's insane. That's over 100 more than the Eagles. 103 yards more than the Eagles. <laughs> 2,992 yards totally. They're almost getting 3,000 yards out of offense through six games. 1,900 passing yards. That's the most. And 1,091 rushing yards. So I have the accurate numbers right there. They run it down your throat. They pass it. And now they're adding Jalen Ramsey to the back end of their defense to take away half the field, essentially. That's you the think? ability that Jalen Ramsey has. Yeah. We'll see if he can do it for Miami. But if they're adding one of the best pass defenders and corners in the league that we have seen since he came out of college out of Florida State, what does that mean? What will that mean when they take on the Kansas City Chiefs in three Sundays? In Germany on NFL Network, I'll be at the microphone in Frankfurt, Germany for that. What will that mean when the Miami Dolphins wind up taking on the Buffalo Bills again? What will that mean for the Miami Dolphins? Heaven forbid for Philadelphia, if he can come back, open the window and play this very week. That's a tall order. What will happen when they take on Dallas and CeeDee Lamb? See what I'm saying? The Miami Dolphins, take a look at their schedule here. Can't talk about it enough. This Sunday night at Philadelphia, then they're home for New England. I'm sorry, Chris, in advance. No, I want to lose. I understand what you're saying. (laughs) Then there's that Germany game I'm talking about before they have a bye. Now Jalen Ramsey can take a look at Devontae Adams and say, okay, I'll try and lock you down. There is that Black Friday game on Amazon the Friday after Thanksgiving. Garrett Wilson will potentially have Jalen Ramsey from the other side of the line of scrimmage lining up at Washington. There's a Monday night game home against Tennessee, I'll tell you, man. I saw them in person, and if they don't get Derrick Henry going, they don't have many other options. And that's with the brilliant DeAndre Hopkins potentially having Jalen Ramsey lock him down. There's a lot of winnable games. The Dolphins yeah. have a shot if they take care of the Chiefs in Germany to wrap up a one seed potentially. Seems like 13 and 4 at the worst. A division championship in their sights, a one seed in their sights. Yep. And Jalen Ramsey coming back. I don't think that's going to be talked about enough. And that happens today. Wednesday, practice window opening up with that tweet and then. The news, I'm sure, will come sometime during the show today. Let's take a break. Speaking of news, Ian Rappaport is a guy who reports it and will be joining us next. Is Kyler Murray coming back for the Arizona Cardinals? Because Jonathan Gannon mentioned on the radio in the Valley of the Sun that Kyler Murray is trending in the right direction. I'll tell you what. I picked him up in fantasy. You betcha. (laughs) Did you? Hell yeah. I'm stashing him. And, 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 And on top of it, what is going on with the trade deadline? Is there anybody out there? And then the conversation in New York City is about what outside of the business of the NFL? Ian Rappaport has the answers on that front. I've got my power rankings as well. Bruce Feldman in studio. Robert Sala popping in hour three.
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. How are you guys doing in fantasy? What's going on? First place. I, hey. lost, I lost kind of a heartbreaker uh, on Monday night. I needed a Monday night miracle. I had Josh Palmer and Herbert, and I was down 35. Mm. So Did you know, that last interception crush it, or you no, were done by I the... was already down. I needed a drive, and if Herbert would have threw a touchdown on the last drive to win, I would have, I would have probably won. So what's your record? Four and two? Four and two. What do you got over there? In the league that matters the most, I'm three and three right Okay. Now. All right. I was two and three. I'm three and three in the league that matters the most as well. What's I had a three-game losing streak, and now I'm evened out my record, which is nice. Oh, look at you. Cooper is 0-6. Oh, he's Bryce Young. That's right. He is so beside himself. Is it injuries or just bad luck? No, unlucky, bad luck. His quarterback is... Let me tell you, his fantasy doctor, Uncle Uncle TJ. Yeah, I'm here for Cooper. Here's his... Bijan Mustard. Bijan Robinson, he's just like, why Why is they keep taking him out of the games? Why are they do he doesn't play in the red zone. He's your best player. Bijan. It's infuriating. He's got Bijan. He's got um, Burrow. Debo Samuel doesn't finish games. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's got um, Christian Watson. Burrow, slow start. Yeah, Who Watson else? missed um, games. A-Chain. A-Chan is out uh, now. Um, Jonathan Taylor. He's waiting for Jonathan. He drafted him to put him in. Yeah, me okay. too. Garrett Wilson. Ugh. I mean, yeah, he's you know? just got a hold. Yeah, hold. That team's not bad yeah. on That's what paper. I'm saying. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. I keep telling yeah. him he's got a hold. Man. Great team on paper. Oh, I know. Yeah. But you can't get 0-6. Zay Flowers. 
Chiefs defense? Like, what the hell? I know. Should be good. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desks, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions. For every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or or just stop by. Uh, My buddy from the NFL Network, NFL Media Group, NFL Insiders Program on NFL Network and NFL Plus. So much going on in New York City. And joining us from the NFL owners meeting in the big city, in the Big Apple, is my friend, at Rap Sheet, Ian Rapport. How you doing, Ian? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. All right. So the commissioner's got a new deal through uh, March of 27, correct? He does have a new deal. And, you know, it was, I think, not a big surprise. I think Roger Dow getting a new contract extension was something that everyone has expected for some time. You know, being now that it's officially done and announced, it's news, but certainly not a surprise. Uh, maybe more interesting to me was, yes. you know, Mike Garofolo, my colleague at NFL Network here, um, was asking Roger Goodell about legacy and is this going to be his final contract and, you know, not even wanting to go there kind of, you know, and that's what I think I thought. That's what a lot of people thought. Maybe this is the final contract and now would be sort of time to discuss what he's brought to the league and legacy and he wasn't having any of it, which makes you wonder either he doesn't want to celebrate his legacy while he's continuing to go or maybe this isn't it. And uh, that would be interesting in itself. Certainly has had a very celebrated tenure uh, as the NFL's commissioner. And maybe we're not done anytime soon. We'll, we will see. Well, um, you know, in, in terms of that, I mean, I guess why, why indicate to everyone, you know, that he's got a clock left, right? I mean, it's just like politics, right. too. You don't want to be a lame duck where suddenly owners are like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll wait you out, you know, for something like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. And plus, like, you know, who knows what's going to happen in three years anyway? I remember the last time he did a contract extension. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, PR men who worked for the NFL came out and announced that it was his final contract. And, and it's not. Surprise. <laughs> so um, you just never, you know, you never quite know what the future is going to hold. What else is coming out of this owner's meeting? Anything of note? News? What do you got for me on that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say, you know, a couple things. Um, you know, one, as far as league news, um, what the NFL has done with the coaching interview schedule is push it back past the divisional round. So you can have in-person coaching interviews. So after the divisional round, which would drastically slow the process. Um, and, you know, what the league hopes is that um, it will allow the owners, force the owners to look at, um, you know, a much more diverse pool of candidates. Now, will that work? We'll see, um, you know, it, it also kind of keeps the focus on the field, I think, during the playoffs, which is a good thing. Um, but, it, you know, it, it does delay the process. And I think for coaches who want to hire assistants, um, you know, this makes it a lot slower. But, again, like you hope the process is more fair. You hope there are more diverse minority candidates considered. And, you know, perhaps that will go a long way toward, toward this. Um, the other thing, and, and it's not really meeting news, but it was something that happened at the meeting, was just got done talking to Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, about Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Not a surprise. I talked about it on Sunday. Um, but Ursay saying that it was Richardson's choice, Richardson choice to have it based on the amount of pain he was in, the prospects, and all of that. Um, you know, Obviously, he was disappointed because of where his season was trending. Um, but, you know, Ursay saying that he thought the rookie of the year race was going to be Stroud or Richardson, and he was really looking forward to that. 
now likely you are not going to see him until the 2024 season. So in terms of that, Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show, anything about, you know, the history of Andrew Luck and his shoulder um, in the mind's eye of Ursay and the rest of the organization there uh, about this decision-making process on how to handle Richardson at all? Do you think? Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be remiss if I said that Andrew Luck didn't play into this because you know, remember, they were confident in Luck's shoulder, multiple shoulders, and then ankle. And, you know, there was a lot of, like, let's get him back in the field. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. They weren't prepared. And it was it was a big mess, and I think it really did leave scars on this organization. This was different. The, you know, think about it. We are more or 10 days now from when Anthony Richardson hurt his shoulder and only now making the decision after consulting with, you know, five medical opinions only now saying, yes, he is going to have surgery. I would say that's significant because they wanted to make sure to do their due diligence, take their time, and make sure that they made the right decision. And every time we talk about it with owner Jim Ursay, um, he brings up Andrew Luck because, you know, I think it's it's an acknowledgement for this organization that it did not do right by Luck, and they want to make sure to do right by their franchise quarterback this time around. Ian Rappaport, my colleague from NFL Network, uh, kind enough to step away from the uh, the din of the owners' meeting, standing for our radio audience near what it looks like some emergency exit uh, at the New York Hotel where everything's taking yeah. place. I appreciate your due diligence, Ian. I greatly appreciate it. Um, let's talk about Kyler Murray right now. Speaking of injured quarterbacks, because, you know, in, in, in Arizona – uh, Jonathan Gannon called uh, Murray trending in the right direction. Uh, is he coming back, do you think, this year for the one-win Cardinals, Ian? This year, yes. I, I do think he'll be on the field this year. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons why. You know, he is getting better. He is improving. I do not think he's close to playing in a game, but he is improving. And, you know, I think the for this organization, you know, I think there's going to be some people who are like, why would he play? The season's lost. And I'm like, okay, well, there's decisions that need to be made. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, let's say you have a season that includes two wins. Well, you're probably going to have a top five pick. Do you take a quarterback? Do you not? What does Kyler Murray look like in your offense? What does he like to work with? Is he your future? Like, it's like almost like the world has decided that Kyler Murray isn't good enough, but he's very good. <laughs> he really is very good. And so if you're the Cardinals and you're going to say goodbye to guys talented as Kyler Murray, you better be sure. You really better be sure, regardless of what draft pick you have. So, you know, that to me is like, they got to get them on the field. They got to see what they have. They got to see them in their offense and their schemes, all of that. So I do believe he will play this year. Yes, and I do think his time is coming. When you said that you, you don't think it's anytime soon, do you think his practice window will open or anything like that? Or that does there's no such thing because he's on an injured reserve status. How does this work? No, so his practice window will open, I would say, probably relatively soon. Okay. Um, but then it's going to be a slow process anyway. I mean, remember, he got you know, he got injured in December. So, you know, it's about 10 months. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty serious injury. So um, they're going to for sure take their time. So practice window opening probably soon. Actual playing, I do not think will be soon. And I spent some time opening the show, Ian, about Jalen Ramsey's practice window opening. What a big dis- – you know, a big potential watershed moment uh, in this season to add him to the defense with an offense on tilt like that. Do you think I'm going to be calling his name in Germany? Chiefs and uh, and Dolphins, that's week nine. 
What do you got for me on so, that? What do you think? So your best guess. Nine. So you're talking two weeks from now? This is week seven, right? Yep, I'm nine. talking three games from now for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think there's probably a pretty good chance he's playing in that yet. And if he's playing, my guess is you're going to be calling his name. One of the most <laughs> you know, impressive, disruptive defenders in the NFL and one of the best players regardless of position. This is a really nice recovery. You know, kind of heard whispers that he was doing really well. And I think, you know, if you watched, you know, the four games for the Dolphins, you'd see him running. You'd be like, what? How's that happen? But, you know, that's kind of what, this is kind of where it was trending. I think it's a really good win for him. You know, him having that surgery, which, you know, I'm not sure everybody would have done, um, was definitely right by him. Having the repair instead of the trim took him off the field, but going to make him stronger long term. And, you know, he's only 28. So this is a guy I know that figures big in the Dolphins' future. Um, and I do think he'll be on the field sooner rather than later. All right. Uh, before I let you go here, Ian, if you want, I can tap dance for the question long enough. If you want to drop your arm, you've been kind enough to hold the phone very, very well this entire time. Right. I don't know if your blood is still circulating in your. I, I can't put you on pup, basically. We need you too much on the uh, NFL yeah, Network. Okay, so um, trade deadline coming up. Um, Halloween afternoon for Eastern time. What are you, any big names you're hearing at this owner's meeting that might be available? What do you got for me on that front? You right know, now? I, I would say, you know, there's not a ton of big, big names that are traded at the trade deadline anyway. I mean, it's rare you get like a Von Miller type deal. Um, you know, how willing are the Broncos being willing to part with some of their guys? Some of the receivers, I think, would be interesting. I know teams are going to call Cohen Sutton, Jerry Judy. I know they don't want a fire sale, but like, what could a deal get it done? You know, could a team get it done? I think that would be interesting. You know, you have the Vikings who are, you know, I would say struggling. Uh, records not great. Could someone be available there? Not Jefferson or Cousins, maybe someone else. You know, the Bears, you know, Jalen Johnson, one of the really good corners talked about, you know, he's not immune to hearing the trade rumors. Obviously, he's heard some trade rumors. You know, it's not going to be anything crazy, um, but I think you'll get a couple guys moving, especially if the injuries ramp up the next week or so. Yeah, and then, of course, teams might, you know, lose in the next couple of weeks. Um, any any shot, do you think, that somebody could go YOLO for, say, Derrick Henry or anything like that? You just want to stir the pot a little bit here for a second, or that's just yeah. A I, mean, I don't know that there's a lot of I don't know that there's a lot of people who want to trade for a running back or a bad contract, and that's part of the problem this time of year is like who actually has money, who has space, you know. Um, I think that's I think that's an issue. Um, so you know, I would be uh, I would be surprised if something like that happened. Yes, especially with a trade for really any running back, honestly. All right, last one for you, Ian, before I let you go on this day. Um, give me give me the, the one aspect of walking around the lobby, talking to people. What are people talking about there when the cameras are not on? What is the conversation at this owner's meeting when everybody's chatty Cathy talking to you, Ian? What do you got there? Um, you know, I, I, I think there's – it's a lot of football talk, really. It's a lot yeah. of like – you know, I mean, you see the owner. It's not just the owners you see – you know, team presidents, and it's just a lot of, you know, I would say a lot of game gossip, and that's sort of the, the problem this time of year is you have some people who are having a great season, happy to talk in the lobby, you have others who are like, oh, God, how do I avoid? You know, it's like <laughs> Robert Kraft was scared to not address reporters. Um, mm. 
you know, which is okay. Like, the definitely does not have to, but didn't. I think that was well. I mean, because he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't want the question like, uh, you know, or is Belichick on the hot seat? That would absolutely right. be the question posed of him. There's no question about that. You know, right. so, um, there's a lot of that, but you know, I think mostly it's just you know a lot of standing around in lobbies watching people walk by. Okay. Which is okay. All right, and the competition committee didn't really. I mean, the 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 brotherly shove that wasn't talked about uh, in the lobby or anything. Like that? Did, did not seem to be discussions of the brotherly shove. I'm sure as we you know okay. get to the March meetings, that will that will warrant some discussion. Um, the fact that other teams have tried to do it and suck at it, is interesting <laughs> itself. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, okay. I, I would say not not yet on that one. Ian, thanks for the time, brother. Really appreciate it. I know you're busy, and I know uh, you're standing in a you know an emergency exit. So back at it. Thanks again. All right. Appreciate thanks, it. Sir. All right, there goes uh, the Ian Rappaport. Off right. of the day. There you go. Okay. That guy's on it. A lot of Philly conversation with the brotherly shove and also the Philadelphia Phillies shoving everybody around. And also... Bombs. Bombs. James Harden news. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Because it looks like he's back on his China stance. I'm going to say that again. Let's see. Back on his China stance. We told a billion people <laughs> I'm never playing for him again. Looks like he's back in that square one. We call it a red square one. So what do you call it? Oh, wow. All right, now. Whoa. Brotherly glove. Phillies. Red <laughs> Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Well, it can't be more, I guess, out there than jumping out of a trunk buck naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's... You know what I mean? Like, yes. when you were doing that with the hangover, when yep. that was first placed in front of you, did you think, I don't know if I can do this? That was my idea. 
That's, <laughs> that's how insane I am. Now, and hold on just a second. Yeah, it was my What idea. do you mean it was your idea? Uh, it's a, uh, Todd Phillips who wrote and directed the movie. Um, yeah. It was in, in the middle of the, in the middle of the movie it has Mr. Chow jump out naked, oh, jump out with his shirt off and his and his slacks on. And then I'm a, and he also wrote and directed Old School and I'm a, this is one of my favorite movies of all time and sure. and it was really inspired by really hacking off Will Ferrell like streaking naked. It was really inspired by that and I, so I said, well this is a Todd Phillips movie so I I gently pitched to Todd. I was like, what if Mr. Chow just jumped out naked mm -hmm. and he was like, you don't have to tell me twice. I mean, he was like, <laughs> he literally, he knew the idea was so perfect that he made me sign he made me sign a clause like saying that I cannot change my mind. <laughs> so, he got the lawyers involved. Yeah, he got the lawyer literally within half an hour. No joke. He sent Scott Budnick to like like his associate to for me to sign a paper. But I had I had already in my head I was like, well, I I, I, also, I actually just felt for the good of the story. It's weird because in real life I'm not an exhibitionist. I don't like to take off my shirt at the beach. You know, I'm, I'm really late. So I think when I'm in character or when we, we, especially as Mr. Chow, you know, you're kind of, I mean, I hate when actors say that, but it's true. You're, you're a different guy. I'm just a different, yeah. a different guy that just doesn't, that just doesn't care about anything. And in many ways, there's part of me that I wish I could be like elements of that character where like in real life, I'm very sensitive. I really care what everyone thinks, but as Chow in, in many ways is so cathartic because just Chow doesn't, he doesn't care. Like, hey, he doesn't care. It's just, he's just an idiot. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, everybody, here on the Roku channel and Sirius XM, Odyssey, this terrestrial radio affiliate, you might be listening to us and more. Let's talk Philadelphia again. We've been talking a lot about Hey, listen, Philly is home to defending NFC champs. Philly is home to the team that is two wins away from being National League champs. Defending National League champs as well. Indeed. Obviously. Yeah, right. Uh, also, um, home to maybe the most watched holdout for the National Basketball Association when I guess you're not allowed to do that sort of stuff anymore. Home of the defending MVP in the NBA. Ah, lots going on. Lots going on. Let's start with that one first. So, oh, is it back in June, July? They all meld together when you're... Trashing your <laughs> team's general manager right. and foreign soil. Uh, <laughs> but um, James Harden told all of China twice. Two times. Told him, let me repeat that. So if there is some sort of transla translation going on. Just make sure you got it uh, right. All, all those folks who were, who were there about 10 deep at his event just to get a glimpse of the beard. And he used that... Uh, that uh, event for his, I guess, his shoe over in China. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm not playing for Sixers anymore as long as Daryl Morey's there. Let me repeat that. <laughs> and then he did show up and talked about how great Nick Nurse appears to be and mm -hmm. and thinking maybe, all right, he realizes he's not going anywhere. And Daryl Morey and Nick Nurse are saying, hey, you know, we, we want James to be part of this. That's why we value him as such... That when he opted in, I think he thought, hey, I'm opting in. That means you now trade me. That's the way things go in the NBA. Like, I'm I'm um, of a certain status. I opt in so you can trade me to the spot where I want to go. And and they didn't do that. 
and he says essentially they told him either otherwise or did we have we found the real reason why he's really angry? He wants out. He was told he could the rumors stay, is that he or they give him a long-term contract. Yeah, and, exactly. He thought he was going to get a long-term deal. Okay. So now we're rubber's about to meet the road, huh? Yeah. We're tipping off. A couple days. Tuesday. And it's less than a week. Shams Sharania tweeting out that uh, James Harden's a no-show at practice today. <laughs> Hasn't been present with the team since Sunday. Oh, boy. Today's Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday. It's not happy day, days. day three. I don't, what, 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 what's the answer here? What is the answer here? I mean, he wants to get traded, right? Terrence Mann, is he the answer? I, what I is, don't what, know. What is, what, what is Maury asking for? Do we know this? T-Man, I'm sure, if the Clipper deal is on the table, <laughs> T-Man's definitely probably nothing. part of it. He probably doesn't want to move him. That's because, the other thing. Because he thinks that they're better with him. They and were so close last year. And he's right. He had a great season. He led the NBA in assists. Mm-hmm. J- you know, Joel Embiid was MVP. Yeah, but... They have but, Tyrese Maxey. But you don't think there's been any conversation with the Clippers at all? Yeah. Just uh, to see... For sure. They, what, what, they, what, what he can get. Just to see what he can get. And the Clippers said pound sand, I'm sure. Because wouldn't you, like, what's the first what's the first name out of your mouth if you're calling the Clippers? Paul Kawhi. George. Paul George, right? Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I, want one your, I want one of your superstars. Yeah. Right. And after you get turned down on that. And then the next one. Down, yeah. Next one would be? Yeah. Paul. Well, out of those oh, two of guys. Those two. And, you know, Terrence. Don't you think he's the third? Wouldn't he be the next? Well, you're not going to say Russ. You know, Russ wouldn't be the guy, so it would it would probably be two men. Yeah. Oh gosh! Plus picks and swaps according to Woj in the story, uh, the two teams have talked in recent days. Yeah, but a sizable gap remains between them on a potential hardened deal. We got Chris Mannix in studio tomorrow to help. I he mean, know something. This is he'll know. This is it. I mean, season tips off next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's always something, man. Well, certainly with the beard. So at least he looks in great shape right now. Well, uh, he, and he appeared to be in good spirits when talking about Nick Nurse. Yeah, he's not playing with the front. I mean, I get it, but like he's making you're thirty-five playing with million. You're playing with Maxi. You know, you're playing with PJ. You're not playing. What do you think when he opted in, Daryl? I'm opting in so you can get you can get me out of here, right? Who knows? All right. Who knows? Also, let's talk about the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, wait. They just hit another home run. It's unbelievable. Just, just 448 It's feet. unbelievable <laughs> how good they are. It's it, it. They are locked in, and they are so talented. And it's more than Bryce Harper. Is Bryce like a complimentary piece? With what's going on? Are they all complimentary pieces? Because yeah, Trey just, Turner they work so well together. You know, Castellanos. He's, kinda, he's stirring the drink. Castellanos is batting what sixth, seventh in the lineup. Dude, he had one home run in his postseason career in twenty six previous postseason games before he's now got five, five this year alone. Maybe stop five. throwing Kyle Schwarber fastballs. Well, it's not just him either. 
I, I know, but he's getting JT it started. JT Real Muto put off. one in the gap. And it's just like, you know, again, as a Yankee fan, I'm just sitting there going, oh, that's what extra base hits with men on base look like in clutch situations. I forgot what that looks like. I mean, Red Sox, we had Kyle Schwarber for the second half oh, of 2021, please. almost make the World Series. Nah, we don't need him. He only hit oh, 90 dude, home runs the, the last two years. The Yankees couldn't get past the Astros to make the World Series Gosh. for their friggin' lives. And the Rangers are up two games to nothing on the Astros with two pitchers the Yankees had. You could say Evaldi was so gone, you know, like he wound up on the Red Sox after the Yankees, you know. Right. But he used to be there. So you could even give that one a pass. But Jordan Montgomery, he was -hmm. supposed to be like the next Pettit. And and, uh, Cashman flushed him down the toilet, essentially. Just said, let's send him to St. Louis. Astros losing record at home this year, which is crazy. Right. And they're almost 20 games over on the road. So you got to think maybe they're in their element going back to to Texas, to Arlington. I don't know. It's been a crazy series. It's been – it looks like we're heading for Rangers, Phillies, which yeah, will I know. be really uh, fun. You know, and, and – A lot of star power, a lot of power just in general at the plate. Uh, it's just – by the way, we were supposed to be talking about Philly, and we wound up talking about how the Red Sox and Yankees just <laughs> screwed it all up. But, yeah. and, and by the way, um, Brian Anderson used the perfect word. He's so good, by the to way. To describe yeah, I love him on the Trey call. Turner slotting. He said he was – it's like watching him a hydroplane. I, I, I watched that with Cooper last night because, you know, he's – Cooper's my, you know, my 12-year-old who's – He's grown a lot in the last, like, six months. So his body control, it's tough for him to slide. It's always been tough for him mm-hmm. to slide. He's trying to – so I'm just showing him. Just Trey Turner just getting down. He just slides and he pops up on the base. It's elegant. It's so smooth. They are so good. And the range uh, – that, that's going to be – and isn't it amazing that the in the year of the pitch clock where pace is so important for baseball, they might wait to start the World Series but for a week. The way things are going. That's brutal. Why, right now. Are they really going to do that? I, they always do. But why? Because it's it's those days are slated, pal. Didn't we learn anything from having the Braves those and Dodgers and no, the no. top teams in the league sit out a week and we saw how the games went? Uh, I hear you. But if you're the Phillies, do not want a week off. You want to play every single I day. Bet. You want to keep those bats And you want to play at home. You want to play at home. It's a bad move. But, and and I kind of want to hit that because I, I, I'm i going back and forth. Like, what's baseball supposed to do? What don't, is baseball supposed to do? What do you mean? Don't do it. Don't do what? Don't do what? Give, give, give these teams a week off. They gave them, like, five days but off. But that's more than you the give, All-Star give game. Six that's days more off. than the break. I know that. But, you know, then see, your pitching is set. You have the ability. You're pitching set. You get your first two games at home in the divisional series. Pitching matters Go less than your, than your timing and rhythm. And is that right? Hot. I mean, at the, at the plate, you just the Astros look pretty damn hot Mookie to make Betts the ALCS. And Freddie Freeman had one hit, and that, it's because they didn't play. Is that what it is? Yeah, you get a How little rusty. Know? I played baseball for 18 years. Yeah, I, yeah, not at the professional level though. Baseball is baseball, man. <laughs> is it though? I'm just saying. What, what, what is baseball I mean, supposed to do? I play, what I are they baseball. supposed to do? Just have the first round, like first of all. I kind of dig that there's all these teams that can stay in it. So I don't mind the number of teams that make it. I don't like that three game to start. One one game, done. 
Oh, no, one I like game? They had it perfect. I like you just said how baseball's no, I like fluky. Games. I mean, you're just going to get one game? Okay, yeah, that's not... That's it? Yeah, you but you're it. The, one of the last teams to make it. You had 162 games to win your division or get a high wild card. Right, just but one the, game, done, but, let's go. But you can't, just, you can't just throw that out, in my estimation, because, you know, it, it, it makes September and August more relevant and more action for trades because you feel you're in it. You yep. can get a chance okay. to get in the tournament. Great. I get so that. So it's not just in a box here. It actually has an effect on the 162. Then why as is well. the division around five games? Why is that not a seven game series? That should be seven. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree with him on well, that. Well, the divisional round should be seven. Is that the answer? And then, so then, so then. So the home team loses game one, today, suddenly they're at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Today yeah. Is but the in a seven game series, it's not. Different. Today is the anniversary. From 1977, let's do the math in our heads. 23 and 23, right? So it's 46 years. It's the 46th anniversary of Reggie Jackson officially becoming Mr. October. 46 years ago today, wow. Reggie hit his three home runs against the Dodgers to wrap up the World Series. Your fandom was born on this. It was indeed. Well, I mean, I, I kind of started getting into it. But my fandom for him was for born him. on the day. Yeah. The 76 Yankees got me into the Yankees. And my understanding, my brother, who loved the Jets, Knicks, and uh, and Mets, I, I had to jump off of one of those bandwagons. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's the 46 year anniversary of me having that cemented for the rest of my life. You, you but my point, right at, my point is that ended the World Series tonight October in 1977. The World Series ended, Crazy. and tonight Today. it's Game Three of the ALCS. So when you're saying let's have a seven game series for the divisional series, what, what, what you know? What, are we going to have Mr. Mid-November at some point? Mr. If those, if those series all go seven? Why do we need 162 games? Now, now, that's, one, now that's... Go back to 154. So this, this is your question. This, yeah. is your, this is... The season's too long. And the this is, is this is maybe your fix. Yeah. All right? Like, if you want the playoffs to mean more and you want to have more room for error for the teams that do well over the course of a regular season, or just pitch better and play better and, and take advantage of your rest. You know, all the nicks and the bruises and all that stuff? You know, you get this time off. We don't, and by need, the way, we don't need the time off. I guess if you're the Orioles, when you have an average age of 17, I guess you should go. <laughs> but I thought you were going to mention it's the 19th anniversary of, of what? Red Sox-Yankees <laughs> yesterday was, mm. was the steel game. Yeah, but that wasn't... My point is it's the length of the season. Oh. <laughs> Troll. Well, you were talking about anniversaries. <laughs> Troll. I don't think that's the that one up? Did you have to look that one up? <laughs> Uh, I celebrated, Rich, the start of Brocktober. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Brocktoberfest. Way to ruin my point. Oh, I thought it made my point. Okay. <laughs> oh, my you idiots. <laughs> anniversaries. 46 years ago tonight. 46. I was an eight-year-old going wow. in oh, it was insane. Nuts. Three was pitches, nuts. three home runs. That's true. Come on. One longer than the the pre the previous. There was just bombs. Rich the bench. I the think I don't even remember. It was who was it? Was it was Bert Hooten, Elias Sosa, and who was was it Sutton who gave up the first? Let's Bert Hooten. Oh, we can look these no, it's Charlie Huff, Bert Bert Hooten, Charlie Huff, Elias Sosa. I believe those are the three home runs. Get off of. Reggie, who was here in yeah, June, would Char remember that. Charlie Huff. Yeah. Charlie first. Huff, knuckleballer. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Get out of here with that Charlie nonsense. Huff. Howard Cassell on the call. First That's pitch. gone. <laughs> oh, look at that. Okay. That was my youth. That Steve Yeager behind the plate with, with, with glasses. With glasses. Yeah. Yes. Get out of here, too. Ted glasses at night. Both of them.
The guy hitting the home run <laughs> and the guy catching. Both watching. regular glasses. Hey, they could see the ball clearly yes. as it was leaving the yard. <laughs> Blast. That's By funny. the way, I caught this okay. Reggie bar that from Reggie. Swing. Reggie Jackson threw this to me here yeah, bud. in studio, yeah, and I caught buddy. it. Yeah, buddy. This one. That little yeah. And, and Brockman caught Witness. one from him because he got upset with the way with I was you? throwing it over. He said, give me that. <laughs> Reginald Martinez Jackson, baby. 46 years ago tonight. Rich, we're getting old. I mean, no, we're not. We're we're aging like a fine wine. There you go. I'm yeah. low. Mike, Mike, you're old. Again, look at the shirt and well. how I'm wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing this whole hour full circle. Yeah. <laughs>